Welcome to the Speak Good News podcast, equipping the church to easily share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. David Shaw. Hello, I'm David Shaw, the host of the Speak Good News podcast and blog. This is episode number two of the Speak Good News podcast, encouraging the local church in the area of being more active in the gospel proclamation aspect of mission. In our first episode, I outlined and I answered these questions. What do we mean by saying, speak good news? Verbally proclaiming the truth in love of Jesus Christ. We also answered, why does the church need to be encouraged to participate in speaking good news? We realized that that 85% of the church that we studied said that they allow a barrier to keep them. So we need to encourage the church that have those barriers, figure out what those barriers are and help them overcome it. And who specifically is the audience that we're trying to target during these episodes that we'll be sharing in this podcast? And it is that 85% of the church that I believe want to share their faith in my research, that, that know of individuals, people that they live with, people that they work with, their classmates, their friends, their neighbors, that they want to share the truth and love of Jesus with, but they allow a barrier to keep them. These podcasts are meant directly for you, as well as for the pastors and the leaders who are shepherding this part of the 85% of the church. Remember, Speak Good News is more about a mindset than a method, more about posture than a program. In today's episode, I'm going to give an overview of the posture and mindset of speaking good news. And then over the next four episodes, I will go deeper into each point that I'll highlight today. Throughout the New Testament, we see encouragement where we're encouraged to get out there in the churches to share the gospel. One of the passages I, uh, that, that come to mind is Matthew 24, 14, which says, And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Throughout the first five books of the New Testament, all five share Jesus' commissioning the church to go and proclaim, to speak the good news of his kingdom. So the first point I want to make in episode number two today is this, is that Jesus wants all of his followers to verbally proclaim his truth and love to others. Yes, it's not just what we talked about in episode number one, that 15% that don't have a, a, a barrier that keeps them. It's not just for a gifted, selected few in the church, but Jesus wants and is inviting the entire church to come alongside and to participate in sharing his truth and love, to speak good news. In Luke chapter 9, we read of Jesus sending out his disciples on the mission field. Let me read this to you in Luke chapter 9. It says this, and he, Jesus, called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over the demons to cure diseases. And he sent them out to do this, to proclaim, to speak, to, to tell about the kingdom of God and to heal. Now, if all we had was chapter 9, we could surmise that this calling to proclaim was only meant for the original 12 or for the professional clergy or the leadership of the church. But then we get to Luke chapter 10, and now we see Jesus expanding his mission force. So in Luke chapter 10, it starts off this way in verse 1 and 2. It says, after this, 
the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two to every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest field. So we have in chapter 9, Jesus pointing the leadership of the church, the original 12, to proclaim the kingdom and to heal. Then in chapter 10, it starts off this way by saying, after this, well, after what? After chapter 9, after he appointed the original 12, it goes, he appointed 72 others, expanding his mission force, if you will, inviting others to join the, the, the mission of proclaiming the truth and love of Jesus Christ to others. We can see that this is not just a task for the leadership or a select few, but Jesus has invited 72 others. And I want to say today, Jesus is inviting you. If you're part of that 85%, Jesus is inviting you to participate in his mission of telling people about the truth and love that he has for them. Jesus is not only sending out a, a more significant force, but he tells these 72 newly appointed missionaries, he says this, he says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest for more workers. Why is that? Because the harvest is plentiful. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of people that need to hear about the truth and love of Jesus Christ. As I mentioned in episode one, in every home USA's new journal that will be coming out in January 2021, we report on a research that Barna did on our behalf, the Barna Group. And remember, they indicated this, that 72% of those believers surveyed, they responded that, yes, in fact, they pray for an opportunity at least monthly to participate in sharing the truth and love of Jesus with others. That is excellent news for the church. 72%. What I love about this is that 72% understand what Jesus is asking here. Not only is he saying pray for other people to come, but prayerfully ask God and be the answer to that prayer. The prayer sent, Lord, send me into the harvest field. Lord, send me out to share and to pro proclaim, to speak the good news of your truth to others. And that's what Jesus says. Why is Jesus saying to do that? Simply because the task is so large, he's inviting his entire church, everybody who calls upon his name to participate in sharing the truth and love, to proclaim, to speak, to tell, to communicate the good news of the kingdom. I would venture to say that everyone who's listening to this podcast today, you know of at least one person in your life. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a co-worker, a classmate. Maybe it's a lifelong friend. Maybe it's one of your neighbors that needs to hear of the truth and love of Jesus Christ. God has put you in their lives, and God is inviting you to participate in that mission. And God believes in you. And not only that, but God's going to be with you as you share the truth in love. So if we as Christ followers know people that need to hear about the truth and love of Jesus Christ, why are we not seeing more Christians doing this? I think in my studies, as I, as I outlined a little bit in episode number one, I discovered that many in the church want to share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. However, 
they have in their minds a concept of what they think evangelism is supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like, and they allow barriers to come in that prevent them because what they think it is, they don't want to participate in. Many in the church think evangelism or speaking good news as a sales pitch, as, as it was up to them to close the deal. That, that evangelism is all about harvesting the, that new crop of souls, if you will. So the first point that I make today is that Jesus is inviting everybody. Jesus wants all of his followers to verbally proclaim his truth in love to others. The second point is this. Speaking good news, evangelism is a process that Jesus is inviting us to be a part of. It is a process now think about this. I want you to think in your own life. Think about the time when you had what, what I like to call that aha moment, if you will, when you, when you said, yes, I'm going to serve Jesus. Let me ask you this. How many conversations did you have before you said, with a believer before you said yes? Was it more than one? More than two? More than 10? More than a hundred? Think about it. For most of us, we never came to faith because we, from the initial conversation of somebody speaking the truth and love of Jesus, but that was a seed that was planted. That was something that, 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 that again, opened the door for another conversation and another conversation. As I mentioned in episode number one, as far as my story goes, um, as you know, I, I mentioned that I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, and I, I came to know the Lord right after I graduated high school. I remember my, my senior year of high school, I had many Christian friends that, I, that I, I grew up with, from elementary school to middle school to high school, and, and I remember my senior year. I, I don't know if it was a plan, if it was strategically planned, that, that they all got together, but I'll tell you this, I had many, many Christian friends during my senior year intentionally engaged me in spiritual conversations, hoping to share the gospel with me. Many conversations, many, many, many conversations. It took a lot that we'd have conversations with till, till after I graduated high school where I said, I have to say yes to this Jesus. Why? Because evangelism, preaching and speaking good news to people about the truth and love of Jesus, bringing them to the point of faith is a process so that pressure we put on ourselves, evangelism, that we got to close the deal, please understand, get that out of your mindset. It is a process. Let me illustrate it this way. My wife and I, Julie, we, we, we just had the, 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 just the privilege of, of just celebrating a month ago our 30th wedding anniversary for 30 years. But let me tell you about our wedding day. It was on a Sunday morning where, where we were both at church together and um, I was new to the church, and, and I, I came into church, and we were during worship, and we were singing, and, and I noticed her kind of on the other side of church. So during the announcement times, our church, our particular church at this time, um, had, had kind of one, one, one of the things they did is to go ahead and greet people. And you know, we, I, she was so pretty. I, I made a beeline to her. I, I went and introduced myself to her. She introduced herself to me. I ended up sitting next to her during church. And, and we just, just during the church, just get to kind of know her. And um, 
after church, we got to talk to her just a little bit. And, and before we left church, we talked to the pastor. And we said, hey, pastor, today we met each other. We met during greeting time. Um, man, I, I really think she's cute. I, I think she was attracted to me as well, I hope. And we asked the pastor, we said, pastor, can you marry us right now? We want to jump into a covenant relationship. And that pastor said, well, that is great. And he got out his Bible and he married us there right on the spot. And after we got married, we went out, and then for the next months and years, we started to get to know each other. We started to get to know our, our likes and our dislikes, and we, we really started to get to know who each other was. Now, if you believe that story, I, I have some, some, some swampland to sell you, because you know that's probably not true. Why? Because that doesn't happen, doesn't it? What happens is this, is a couple gets to know each other. They spend time courting each other. They spend time getting to know each other's likes and dislikes till they come to a point where they say, I can't live my life without you. I can't live. And then they plan for a marriage, have probably a long, uh, a long engagement. Then they get married and then they live their lives together, still growing together. Marriage is one of the, the greatest relationships that we'll ever jump into when we come into a covenant relationship. So my question is this, why do we have a mindset that in evangelism or when it comes to bringing somebody into a covenant relationship with God, that we think it looks more like the illustration I gave of my wife and I coming. Here, come and say yes to Jesus, close the deal, say this prayer, and then spend your life getting to know the likes and dislikes of God. Salvation, relationship with Jesus, it's a process. It, it takes time to a point where I know, even myself, my school friends, my classmates, came to the point in time where I said, yes, I have to say yes to this Jesus. Just like when my wife and I, after many, many um, months and months of courting, I have to say, yes, I can't live my life without this woman. I came to the point that I can't live my life without this Jesus. That is what evangelism is. It's a process that we bring through. As we continue down Luke chapter 10, we, we will see this. But I want to remind you about this process that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. Paul says this. He says this in, in, um, in 1 Corinthians. He says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. See, it's God's portion. Later on, he says, for we are co-workers in God's service you are God's field, God's building. We're we are in cooperation with God. We do our part. God does his part. We are part of that process. And God is inviting you to participate in this process, to plant seeds, to water, to nurture seeds that have been planted to, before we even think about bringing in that harvest. Think about it. When we talk about speaking good news, we under, need to understand that before any harvesting can happen, first there must be a time of sowing the seed, followed by a time of watering and nurturing. So yes, God wants all of his followers to verbally proclaim the truth and love to others. And he's inviting you to be a part of that. Number two, speaking good news, evangelism, if you will, is a process that Jesus is inviting us to be a part of. And the third point today of episode number two is this. Speak good news is more about a mindset than a method. It's more about a posture than a program. 
So if we read on in Luke chapter 10, so let me remind you. So in Luke chapter 10, Jesus appointed 72 others to go out. Now, when Jesus appointed 72 others to go out, he didn't say, hey, just go out, proclaim the kingdom, bring in a harvest, and that's it. But he really outlined, here, I'm going to tell you the process. I'm going to tell you the posture, the mindset. When you go out, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to think about. This is how I want you to, to, to act when you go out. We find this in Luke chapter 10, verses 5 through 9. Let me read this to you. It says this. It says, when you enter house, or when you go, first say, peace to this house. If someone promotes pieces there, your peace will rest upon them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcome there, eat what is offered to you. Verse 9, heal the sick who are there and tell them, speak proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near to them. Think about this. This is a process, a, a, a posture, a mindset that Jesus is sharing. When you go, think about these things. Jesus says, when you go, there's a process. Speak peace. The gospel that we have is the gospel of peace. It is good news. Think about it. It may return back to you. The second, the second point, posture, is this. Prioritize relationships. He says there, he says, he says in verse 7, stay where you are eating. Get to know the people. Invest in their lives. Get to know them. Prioritize the relationships. We'll talk more about that in, in episode number 4. The third thing he says is this. Address the brokenness. He says here, heal the sick that are there. I know this, that, that we live in a world that has many, many ills. Uh, again, there's physical ailments, but, but there's emotional, social, relational, financial, racial. There's so many ills that, that we face. It says address those things. Fourth posture, the fourth mindset. We always need to understand, not just going out there demonstrating the gospel, but we must proclaim the kingdom of God. Proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near to them, that they're invited to participate in the kingdom of God. I think the most loving thing that anyone could do for someone is to tell them about the truth and love of Jesus Christ. When you have the mindset that evangelism or engagement is all about the harvesting, all about closing the deal, we miss out on the necessary process of both sowing and watering. There's a story in John chapter 4, the, the woman at the well. We'll talk about that in some, some upcoming episodes. But, but it was where Jesus really brought, brought faith and brought salvation to a Samaritan woman. And then when his disciples came back, Jesus is teaching them about the process. And in John 4.36, he says this, even, even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. You see, the sower and the reaper, there's reward for both, the sower and the reaper. Every point of the process is important. In our next episode, we're going to talk about the first posture of speaking good news, that is of speaking peace. And until then, remember, speak good news is more about a mindset than a method. It's more about posture than a program.
Thank you for joining us today on the Speak Good News podcast as we equip the church to easily share the truth and love of Jesus Christ. Please share this podcast with your friends and pastors and be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for even more Speak Good News content. We'll have new episodes published the second Tuesday of each month. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Speak Good News podcast. Thanks again.